thanks for joining us again. Jared, Maddie, another week. How have we been going? Oh, yeah, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, not bad, not bad. Closing in on Easter too, so, you know, looking to put on a few extra kgs, <laughs> yeah. if you know what I mean. I've already started there. Yeah. <laughs> the Greeks had two Easter's. Yeah, we've, got, we've, got, we've got white person Easter and, uh, and Greek Easter, so it's like double the feasting. <laughs> so you will be, they'll be rolling you out. Yeah, that's At the right. end of the holidays, will I? Yeah, even more so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tonight's episode is The Conjuring from 2013. But before we get to it, just a quick whip round. Maddie, have you watched anything decent? No, nothing decent. The Bachelor? <laughs> the Bachelorette? Yeah, they've got a new one Married out. at first sight? They had a new one out. New Bachelor. Have they? Yeah, the chick was like, <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. They were like, Three episodes in, she picked the bloke she wanted and just was like, this is done, and wrapped it up. Right. I've never seen anything like that. Oh, well, that's good. That's different. Yeah. They did the whole thing. We're going to do the celebrity roast where they grill the bachelorette and they just, every single dude just ripped on this one guy and then he went home with us. So bad luck. (laughs) (laughs) They've just rolled out a new bachelorette and they're like, so you guys want to fall in love with this chick instead? (laughs) Oh, my God. so good. (laughs) Come on. Oh, come ridiculous. on. It is ridiculous. <laughs> this, this, this is a G up, isn't it? <laughs> it's got to be. I've never seen it. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it was the weirdest, weirdest thing. Uh, You're taking the piss. My wife gave me the, the laydown. She, she knew the whole backstory before this all started, but oh, she was like, Good Lord. They, I think they stayed together for a year. <laughs> they did, all right? Fuck. Okay, they got 12 months out of it. Yeah, yeah. Is anyone actually still invested in that? Does anyone still actually say, oh, they stayed together for a bit? Like, yeah. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> we know by now not to worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, nothing. Yeah, correct. Nothing significant uh, that I could think of. <laughs> I should have written some stuff <laughs> down, maybe, but, uh, yeah, nothing. Jesus. Nothing that I'm like, oh, I definitely need to talk about that one. Oh, well. You never uh, find right. with that anyway. <laughs> Jared? <laughs> Jared, did you have anything? Yeah, I've got a few. Another Danish animated film? No, no more no more animated films out of the uh, European uh, regions. Um, I Walker, of course, Adam. I, I kept oh, I missed, I missed episode seven. Yeah, he didn't miss much. Bit of a dud. Um, <laughs> oh, really? I think that's what I think every week. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't miss much. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Yeah. Um, so I I got on to Psycho Goreman as soon as I could. Oh. Yes, I saw it was available to to um, to hire on the Apple store, so I quickly uh, jumped in and had a look. Yeah, I, I pretty much got what I was expecting out of it. it was a bit of fun, a bit of comedy. It was pretty much as expected and I would say if you've got an interest from the trailer definitely have a bit of a look at it it was a bit of fun alright um, it certainly wasn't fun see I thought day, it was so. going to be on Shudder yeah I'm pretty sure they've got a deal on Shudder oh right right that's right Shudder's got a deal which is um, it gets released and then 12 months later we put it on is that the, <laughs> is that the fucking deal Shudder's got a deal <laughs> because it, it says, sounds like a shit deal Shudder's got a deal it says oh you're a horror flick we'll, we'll just ignore you in Australia <laughs> <laughs> No, I think I think they're gonna if it if it streams they're gonna chuck it on and I'm hoping that extends to Australia. But regardless, I'll probably pick it up on probably pick it up on Blu-ray just to just to have there. Okay. The only other thing I got to is that I was prepping for the Snyder Cut, so oh. I sat down with my little bloke and we ran through Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman, Suicide Squad, and the first Justice League, and. I started the Snyder Cut. I say started because it's fucking four hours long. Um, and we've we've gotten through three, pretty much three hours, just under three hours of it. But that's been in, right. that was in four sittings. Obviously, I've got, I've got a limit when he's got to go to bed. So I'm sitting there going, oh, fuck, I just want to finish watching it. But he's like, oh, no. You've got to wait. I want to, I want to see it. So um, I've, got, I've got three quarters of the way through it. It is better. I think it's better. There's a few things that are still pretty average about it, but I think the the biggest thing for me is Cyborg. I really felt Cyborg was a missed opportunity in the first one, and this time they actually give him a, give him a chance to to have something to do. 
and removing a bit of the comedy actually works. They 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 took a, took out some of the stuff that Joss Whedon had put in, obviously, and and some of that was the comedic elements, mm. and they kind of leave most of that to the Flash, which actually works. So yeah, so far so good. I haven't haven't uh, got to the pointy end just yet, but I'm thinking overall it's going to come out as an improvement on on what it was, which is a bit surprising because I was never huge on on Zack Snyder's visions for the other stuff. I mean, watching Man of Steel this time, I recalled Man of Steel being the one where I thought, no, it wasn't as bad as people said. Watching it this time, I was really very down on Man of Steel, and I actually enjoyed Batman vs Superman more than I had the previous time. So, again. They got a lot of things wrong, but Man of Steel just... I mean, fuck, Adam, me and you have discussed this ad nauseum, but the, the ridiculousness of the, the, the whole nature of Superman, you've got, a, you've got a great actor like Kevin Costner and you, you fucking lump him with this bullshit about you can't show anyone who you are. And it's like, well, yeah, but can, can you show me how to fucking use my powers for good without, you know, while still concealing my identity? Whereas Costner's tact is just no, no, no. You just don't do any of it, and that whole Shh, that whole don't say <laughs> that whole death scene with him is just one of the stupidest things I've ever seen involving a character who's had some extremely stupid things happen to it. So yeah, I was just uh, let me just me um remind me, Jared. Doesn't before that sequence occur, doesn't he pick up a school bus? Yes. Full of kids? Well, he... He's... So the fucking jig is up. Yeah, yeah. The fucking cat's out of the bag. I mean, the, the exactly. The super cat has fucking flown out of the bag a long time ago. But just the whole sequence No one's of... signing a, a non-disclosure agreement. Yeah, that's right. I mean, Everybody says, that kid picked up a school bus. Yeah, that's right. It's already out. And, I mean, Lois, Lois Lane tracked it down fairly easily when, when she <laughs> went to investigate it after Superman had been, you know, slumming around on fucking oil rigs and all sorts of shit. That's right. But He'd been deadliest catch at some point, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. But the thing, the thing for me was the sequence, and, you know, apologies if you haven't seen Man of Steel, but just, just block your ears for a minute, but... I mean, Kevin Costner's death sequence is just the stupidest thing. Like, not only does he have the opportunity to let Clark go and and do the saving, but he fucking stumbles his way out there, gets in the shit when he could have been safe. He could have been safe under there and thought, well, you know, if anyone thinks they saw something, it's it's a hurricane. You could just say they they, they don't know what they saw. There was a lot of wind going on. They they just got confused. <laughs> Costner fumbles out there, gets himself fucking stuck in a in the bloody truck door or something, and then tells Clark, "No, no, don't save me." And I'm just sitting there going, "This is just the stupidest thing, the absolute stupidest thing." And I mean, I, yeah. I, I know I've got background. I always I keep going back to that. It's for me, it's never been done better than when his old man died of a heart attack, and and he heard it from cities away, but he could, yeah. you know, he couldn't, he couldn't do anything. Do anything. And it's that's that's yes. kind of perfect for me. Like if that's the way you want to go. So why did they mix it here? I don't. Because doesn't that happen in Superman the movie? No. no. His father has a heart attack. I can't remember. I'd have to go back to that, but I don't think it was. I, don't I think, think was, his father just has a heart attack. Yeah, and it, in the original one. Yeah, and it was a bit different to to the, the situation that I'm describing. But you mix it up for still this, couldn't save him. I mean, there's other ways to to get this whole outsider thing and not being able to show your true self or, or trying to discover your true self without that sort of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It just gets I, – I just don't understand when you've got so much to pick from. You literally have, like, what is it? It's over 80 years' worth of continuity to pick and choose the best little bits <laughs> out of every story and you come up with that nonsense. Yeah. Just does my head. <laughs> but anyway, sorry. We'll just – we'll move on. <laughs> No, that's all right. That was everything. So nothing else? No, that was it. That nothing was it. else? All right. I knocked out a couple more of the 30 for 30 docos. Watched The Year of the Scab, which is about oh, the NFL had a player strike. Oh, uh, yeah. And they used scab players. The replacements. Called, basically, yeah. guys. Yeah, and you know what? It was, blood, it was a really good doco. I didn't know anything about it, but it was, you know, 
It was really interesting stuff. Was it as good as uh, Ricky Flair, or was it just lacking that little bit of woo? On the, on the end? <laughs> no, no, it did. Yeah, look, I'm not going to lie. It did uh, did lack a little bit of woo. <laughs> yeah, there was none of that there. But overall, it was a really interesting doco because it was something different. Yeah, um, that I didn't know a lot about. Uh, I also watched one called Pony Excess, which is about the um, Southern Methodist University and their cheating scandal, paying people under the table and so on and so forth. Uh, I watched Ma, Jared, the uh, Blumhouse uh, horror film. I saw that on there. Look, it's kind of stupid. Yeah. (laughs) The premise is kind of, I don't know, it's a little bit all over the shop. I think Octavia Spencer is good and it probably makes up for some of those problems, but overall it was a bit of a a bit of a miss yeah, from Bumhouse, I would have said. Yeah, not much there. And the only other thing I watched, and I'd been picking at this for a while, I actually caught the remake or the reboot of Nancy Drew, which oh, is okay. on CW. Yep. Classic CW. <laughs> yeah, they've gone. It looks great. And the actress playing Nancy Drew is really good. But they've gone like supernatural. Like it's. <laughs> It's gone a supernatural route. It's like Riverdale or or that other one that was on Netflix that's connected to Riverdale. Yeah, I can't uh, remember. Sabrina, Teenage Witch or one of those. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, that's basically how – I haven't seen that one, but that's basically how a lot of reviews have sort of couched it. But it's, it's supposed very to be. similar. Yeah, whereas this wasn't, in my mind, isn't yeah. meant to be like that. No. Later in the season, it started to find its feet a little bit and, and there were some interesting twists. But overall, I was just kind of like, why have we gone down this route? What the fuck's like, going on? Who thought this Nancy was a Drew's fucking good getting, idea? Nancy Drew's getting supernatural. Unsolved Mysteries is avoiding the supernatural. <laughs> Shit's getting all, all upside down here. <laughs> Walkers become a pussy who won't hit anyone. <laughs> this is lunacy. I can't have this. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't really know. I mean, it it got an early renewal, Jared. <laughs> of <laughs> course. course, it's got course. an early renewal. I don't know whether I'll look at the second season. I just think it's probably going to be the same stuff, and I just I just don't know whether this is the right way to go with this. Maybe it's you know because it's becoming to a new audience, they don't really care for the the mythology of it mm. and what it what it is meant to be. I guess. So All right. Uh, yeah, I wasn't super impressed, I can say that much. That's kind of interesting because I've actually just got uh, my daughter's just reading a bit of the Nancy Drew stuff and we've we've sort of got into a little bit of that. And there was a there was yeah. an interesting take in the comics where the Hardy Boys were solving Nancy Drew's murder. Which yeah. is a kind of cool take on it. Like that's that's the sort of thing where you see a twist and think, Oh yeah, that's not a bad idea because that's that's yeah. the go for those sort of things, but supernatural. Doesn't doesn't sort mm, that's of that's not right. No. Well, the, the the I mean, I believe Hulu just released a Hardy Boys series mm-hmm. as well, which I think is more in keeping with what that was. Yeah. So non supernatural. Yeah. Uh, they they're calling it sort of you know it, it's it's a little bit sort of more kid friendly, I believe. Yeah. But I wouldn't mind checking that out to see how they sort of handle that. Mm. I mean, shouldn't Nancy Drew should just be like a teenage murder she wrote, right? Kind of, yeah. And just have an overarching mystery. Yeah. Basically, Still Veronica Mars. That's what, that's what Veronica Mars was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, fuck. You cross over with Walker and the mystery <laughs> is why, why won't Walker punch anybody anymore? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, the mystery is why can't Walker and his actual wife get any sparks for chemistry going on here? <laughs> I mean, directors, directors across the board, the writers' room, they're all asking the same question. What's going on here? Yeah. All right, but that's it for me. Excellent. All right, let's take a break. Here's the trailer for 2013's The Conjuring. What are you guys? We've been called demonologists, paranormal researchers. They've investigated the Amityville horror and the haunting in Connecticut. On July 19th, their most terrifying case. There's a lady in a dirty nightgown that I see in my dreams. 
Conjuring from 2013, directed by James Wan, who directed Saw, produced by Rob Cowan, who produced Aquaman, and Tony DeRosa Grund, who produced Josie and the Pussycats. It's written by Chad Hayes and Carrie W. Hayes, who both wrote House of Wax. It stars Vera Farmiga as Lorraine Warren, Patrick Wilson as Ed Warren, Lily Taylor as Carolyn Perron, and Ron Livingston as Roger Perron. The budget was $20 million. The box office was $319 million worldwide. And this is the first film directed by James Wan that did not involve Lee Winnell in any way. Jared, thoughts on The Conjuring? I think it's a bit of a gem. Obviously, the uh, you don't often get the sort of spin-offs and the sequels and whatever from an absolute dud of a film. So... I think the thing for me is it's it's one of those films, in a lot of ways, it's one of those films that we criticise as just trying to go for the style, just going for the jump scares and whatever, but it does it so much better. I think it wisely plays it straight and embraces the Warren's stories and just runs with them. I also think part of the, part of the success is that it, it parallels kind of the two families that they're going through. Uh, not going through similar things, but there's parallels with the families. There's 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 things that you can connect between the two, and they develop these sort of really nice relationships between Ed and Lorraine, and then kind of take that into the other family and show that it's almost like through the other family you see what's at stake for themselves. Mm. And I think that's a nice touch, even though it's only it's a, it's just it's just a little bit. It's it's enough to go along with those those really solid jump scares to get the job done. Very few dislikes. I'll discuss that when we get to it. But I think on a good day, I'd, I'd probably have a four, which I, I thought I was going to end up more in the sort of three and a half range. But I actually think there's there's parts in there that are – I mean, some of the jump scares are legit classics now. Like I just look at mm. it and think that was fucking excellent. So, yeah, I'll go for a four. All right. Matty? Yeah, I think I've been the same – same wheelhouse there for in terms of uh, just quality. The scares that uh, have your your guts churning in parts and just make you feel <laughs> uncomfortable for almost two hours. The, you sure um, you didn't need yeah. rashes before you watched it? Real that tree is uh, doesn't even have to do anything. It's iconic now, and just it's. Uh, I think in in terms of a a movie that can keep you engaged and and unlike. The Exorcist, which is pretty much concentrated fear in one room, there's stuff going on all over the house that they pace out really well, and uh, mm. you don't. It doesn't. It, it doesn't lose me at any point. So, yeah, really enjoyed it. I'm I'm happy to give that one a four. I was pushing four and a half even. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I went for a four, but I was really close to four and a half. I only have a couple of dislikes, and they're really just sort of like. Uh, repetition and a little bit of flab in the middle. Like, I don't really have sequences that I didn't particularly like because I found a lot of it really, really engaging. I reckon it's probably one of the best scary movies in the last 20 years. Yeah. I think it... I actually think the jump scares are fantastic, but they're actually mixed with a bit of dread and atmosphere and stuff that adds to that. One sequence in particular that I'll get to in the likes is if there's no... There's no jump or scare in it, but there's something about it that's really, really unsettling. Mm. And those sorts of things add to the to the jump scares. And I agree with you, Jared, some of the jump scares are absolutely awesome. Like the, the, you know, when you've sat through the amount of horror films that we have, you don't usually get caught by these that often. No. But numerous times I was, you know, look, I'm a stress shitter, Jared, so, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some stories to tell on this one. <laughs> well, finally, it's you kind of mentioned that, and it's like we're kind of conditioned not to get too bothered by this sort of stuff now because we've watched plenty of horror flicks mm. and whatever. But I was, I mean, I was um, checking it out on the iPad, and at one point I was moving rooms, and I've walked between my iPad, and my son's walked in front of me, and I've gone, oh, shit. <laughs> just, like, just go and sit down or something. <laughs> just yeah. 
Exactly. Only because I was in the in the midst. I was so caught up in it, you know. Like mm. you just. Yeah. 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 It was. I was. I was wound. I was like a fucking coiled spring, Adam. <laughs> oh, I was like a half open pocket knife <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> I highly recommend it for me. Yeah. It's a must watch if you're a horror fan. Mm. And look, kicking off the likes, I think James Wan's direction is just top class. He drip feeds the the sort of the atmosphere into it. You open with that whole thing about Annabelle, yep. which is creepy in its own right. Yeah. And then we we get to meet the family and we move to the next case and he just builds this kind of dread where all you can think about is is where, where, what's going to jump out at me. Yeah. It's creepy, but it introduces what the Warrens actually do as well. For mm. anyone that was yeah. unfamiliar with them going in, it, it gives a quick intro. Gives you that creepiness, um, and as you said, he's he's yeah he's on the top of his game. Like they're just done. The jump scares are just done so so effectively. Like use of yeah, he takes his time. Like it's a lot of the film yeah. is building up a good jump scare. The use of noise, the way they sort of escalate. Like you know, sometimes it's one jump scare, which is pretty effective. Is then kind of building to the next one that's even better. Like. They establish a, yeah. a baseline like a normal thing. So things like the clapping game, which just gets, which is called back the, mm. um, the sleepwalking, which turns into the headbutting of the cupboard, which just mm. turns into the, some of the creepiest moments in the movie. There's just a whole bunch of those yeah. little moments that are, they seem normal and you can pass them off. Yeah, if you're not paying attention and watching it as a, as someone who likes breaking down new movies, but if you if you like just watching it for fun, you're like yeah. Yeah, and he also knows. I think, obviously, we know a little bit about his background, and obviously, starting in in with Saw and and seemingly being a horror fan, it plays to his advantage because he knows what you're going to expect, and he he sometimes yeah. he gives you that, but sometimes he twists it, mm. and it's a it's a bait and switch, or it's or it's a delayed. What you think it is, it's not actually that. Yeah. And it's very few times where where that misses the mark. Mm. Or he gives you exactly what you expect, but he holds off long enough that you kind of go, oh, okay, it's not going to be that. Yeah. And, and then, bang, it is exactly what it was supposed he to holds be. Off, he holds off long enough, Adam, that you've built up a stress sheet ready to, ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> even by those... the time it's happened, I've run to the toilet. <laughs> He's even got the characters in there that... Uh, you're expecting that that are skeptical themselves, and then when they become yes. scared, it just adds to the to the atmosphere of what's going on. Yeah, and the, and the seriousness. There's one scene in um, jump scare in particular with when the Annabelle story is getting told. There's a banging on the front door. Yeah. Uh, firstly, if someone's banging on my front door, I'm not just opening <laughs> the door. I'm going, "Who's out there?" Yeah, I thought I could imagine you. It's not just creeping out the door, looking at it. It's fucking kicking the door down. Who the fuck's knocking on me door? <laughs> this time the I'll be with you in a second. I've just got to take a shit. <laughs> yeah. But he, they bang on the door. She opens it. They delay, 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 and she really leans down to pick something up, and then the banging comes from the door directly next to the girl who's in the hallway. Yeah, that's right. That was good. And it kind of gets you because you don't expect it to come from there. No, that's right. But he really he really works well with that. Uh, the cast is excellent. Yeah. I think Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson are really, really good together. Yeah, and absolutely. Yeah. And this is an example of... Unlike a Sammy Jones, where so, someone playing something earnestly, but also being good actors, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pretty well, um, yeah, they, yeah, true. They've got really good chemistry together too. Like you, you bought them as 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 a married couple. Yes. So I, yeah, I, I would agree with that, a hundred percent. Yeah, and I think that Ron Livingston and Lily Taylor are also pretty good together. Mm. Yeah, I think that 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 those performances are solid. Well, we've got a little bit to chat about with Ron Livingston at, <laughs> at points, but yeah, is it his hair? No, <laughs> it's the nonchalant nature. Adam. <laughs> it's, it's very yeah, true. He does do a little bit of minor annoyance about the fact that his wife's 
It requires an exorcism. <laughs> I thought it was back in office space, mate, where he's got a... I wouldn't say I've been missing it. <laughs> like, he was delivering the lines the same way as he was doing that, but... Yeah, yeah I got a meeting with that. the bobs, man. The house, excellent location. Yeah, definitely. The tree. Yep. The it's kind of a cavernous kind of house, but it's all kind of run down, mm. and everything's kind of dark and dingy, and there's oh. shadows everywhere you go, and even the water. You know, just the that that water creates a threat instantly too. Yeah. But they do yeah. it, they do a really you know they they do a smart thing in that a lot of the things are familiar like a creaking floorboard or a creaky door yeah. like that's familiar that's Cobwebs, something that you, yeah. you you you'll find anywhere you know and so they kind of build up this this um obviously the location is really good but they also make a familiarity about it mm. that sort of anyone can relate yeah. to Yeah exactly and and I just think it's a it's a really nice um, location. It, it builds that atmosphere from the get go. Like the moment they drive up to it, you kind of get that sense of oh, you know, this place. I wouldn't be staying here. I'd rather stay at the house at Amityville yeah. than, than this joint. You know, so yeah. I kind of I kind of think that was another nice little touch. I mentioned the Annabelle case at the start. Mm-hmm. Works great to sort of introduce us to the Warrens. And, and show us their sort of bullshito addiction <laughs> <laughs> out. <laughs> but <laughs> I really liked it because it was kind of, it, they take about five or ten minutes to kind of showcase Annabelle. Mm. And that stuff was real creepy, you know, with the, the whole room covered in like crayons and you know, it yeah. says, do you miss me and all that sort of stuff. And, and she, she, they chuck her out and next thing you know, she appears sitting in the buddy chair and yeah, a good way to almost like set the scene for what was to come later, mm. you know? Yep. Absolutely. So I dug that. I thought the stuff with the dog and the death of the dog yep. was a really solid way to sort of start the scary mm. sort of stuff. Yeah, totally. The dog knows something's wrong. Yeah. And won't go in the house and then basically dies strangled to death. Mm. And it kind of that's where everything kicks off. Well, it was sort of like um that's that's the escalation, right? It starts just really simply with the dog mm. not coming inside. And then you know, as you said, get what we expect. Well, the dog's outside and it's barking, but I didn't. I didn't think it was going to die because I'm thinking, yeah. oh, it's outside, it's safe because it won't come yeah. in. Mm-hmm. And then, so when that happened, I was like, oh, okay, shit. <laughs> like immediately getting that sense of I'm getting something here from somebody who knows what I'm going to be thinking is going to happen and maybe twisting yeah. it a little bit for me. It's instantly emotive. Yeah. Dogs and kids. Yeah, totally. For, for- Guys, our age, it's just it's uh, definitely a, a trigger point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and again, that's a nice way to get you emotionally invested a little bit. So yeah. they killed the dog's dead, and then we really spend some time kind of shaking up the kids for the next probably about twenty five minutes. Yeah, definitely. We spend some time kind of putting the kids through the ringer a touch. So yeah, the little girl having the bed clothes yanked off her. Yep. To start with. Yep. And then, then we've got the girl headbutting the, the cupboard. Yeah. They introduce that, though, in such a way where it's like the they've got a bit of comedy attached to it, the, like stop farting and, and, and all that <laughs> yeah. sort of stuff. Like yeah. it's, I did get a laugh out of that. Yeah, it's not serious yet. You know, it's like it's escalating. They, yeah. they do a really good chance. Yeah. That's just like the stepping stone, the building block to-, to Which is perfect, real right? Squares, a little bit of humour in there gets you back, gets the equilibrium sort of back back level, yeah. ready to set you up for another one. Yeah. It doesn't take the threat. Exactly. The threat's not as yeah. serious at that point. I need that. I need to start using that as a cover next time I get blamed for a father. <laughs> like, no, no, there's, uh, there's demons. demons. Demonic yeah. presence for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Smells so like, uh, what do they keep saying? Smells like rotting meat. <laughs> It was actually uh, it was actually the demon that farted, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The demon of rashes. <laughs> the demon reckon rashes is pretty much. Dirt. He had a rashes meal, and now he's been bloody. He's been thrown out. Yeah, the old demon's been dropping his guts all morning. 
<laughs> yeah, the head, the head butting in the door, and that again, creepy because it's just that constant sort of bang, bang, mm. bang, bang, and the girl looks up and she's just walking, sort of trying to walk through it, and they and they kind of explain it away with her, oh sleepwalking, yeah, yeah, and they put it, the, the, the sister just puts her back in bed. And then they create the creepiness with they're saying, but she doesn't really do it like this. It's like yeah. a different manifestation of the sleepwalking. So it's sort of like adding again. Yeah. But also the next sequence with them is my personal favourite, is the the girl is looking, she's woken by having the bedclothes pulled off, mm. and she's looking at the door and saying there's something behind the door. Mm. And But the way they do it is you can't quite tell whether there's something there or not. It's just that he kind of like, because of the way the act, acting is going and the uh, your mind is going, well, shit, is there something there or not? <laughs> yeah, I just found that sequence unsettling. I took a stress poo after it. <laughs> but it wasn't a jump scare and it was, yet it was probably the most unsettling sequence in the film for me. Mm. And that's the atmosphere and the build-up. I would say the, the next uh, sort of 10 minutes were the most unsettling for myself. Mm. The back yes. To, the back-to-back back of the classic hide-and-clap scare. Yeah. Which is yep. just, it's absolute, it's, it's classic. It's, it's uh, right up there with some of the best work. And then the demon on top of the wardrobe. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was a prime example of, like you said, because... That sequence you were talking about was super creepy, even though nothing eventuated. So when mm. they do this one and they're in the cupboard and then they close the cupboard, I'm thinking it's the same thing. And then we yep. get the fucking look at the fucking thing <laughs> sitting up. on top of the wardrobe. Talk about a fucking stress poop. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I remember the first time I watched it, that was like a just – I was totally just – Knocked, knocked back by that one. That my um, yeah, my consciousness consciousness had blocked out this entire movie. I remembered oh, there was something to do with the cupboard. Yeah, I remembered the, yeah. the the mum got possessed. I didn't remember anything else, and I shit my pants on that one. That was definitely yeah. a good one. Well, that was a cracker. well. Because you I think took it's three done. stress poos and had had a sore ass from overwiping during <laughs> oh, that <laughs> during that ten minute sequence. Take it to a dirty place because that was just <laughs> that was just great scare after great scare. Yeah, and it was you know um, going even further back the the build up with the two hands coming out of the cupboard doing the clap and then yeah. the girl comes from behind. I'd forgotten about that one, and that wasn't even a jump scare. That was just like you think it's her. You think, you know, there's a sense that something's a little off, but you think it's her, and then you see the hands, and then the girl comes in behind and tells her, ha, ha, you didn't catch me or whatever. I'm just like, oh, fuck, I forgot yeah. about that one. That's creepy too. It's just this, this constant escalation for about half an hour that is just, yeah, it's excellent stuff. Well, it's interesting because it kind of never really stops there because no that you continue to get more and more of those sequences it just kind of goes it just it piles a few of them on and that probably slides slightly into a dislike for me but the bit where she's pegging the clothes on the line yeah and it blows away Mm. and it wraps around some kind of human looking entity (laughs) yeah just gone holy (laughs) shit i forgot about that (laughs) that she looks up at the window Yeah, I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> um, yeah, I had a minor, I had a minor issue with that, but the idea of it was like excellent. Mm. And the way and that she looks up into the window, the window too, and then sees, yeah, because she follows it to the window, and then the sheet blows away, and then something standing in the window, like just yeah. excellent stuff, really. Mm. And even something as simple as when Ed records her sort of testimony. Yeah, and then the, he plays it back, and there's nothing there from her end. Yeah, and then he plays it back a second time, and there's just this horrible voice going. Yeah, you forget about I'm it, and like, then the three yeah. seven ticks over, and you're like, "Oh, it's back." And yeah, it, yeah. It's like, I'd forgotten, and then it kicked in. And you're just like, "Oh, Jesus!" Yeah, stop it, <laughs> go away. It is kind of relentless there for for a bit, Adam. Like the yeah. kid in the kid in the mirror, the feet hanging behind Ed that that. 
she can see, yeah. like, but because most of them are so well done, I didn't really feel like it was detracting too much. Mm. No. It just, yeah, continued continued moving on through those scares, and most of them were pretty solid. Like, the, the feet one especially got me for, for some reason, even though it was fairly minor, just the, the picture, like, you could hear the creaking, which, again, <clears> great <throat> use of sound. Mm. Then you see those gnarly fucking feet hanging behind him too. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Well, you see that another time as well, where the the she falls down the girl, shaft. Yeah, yeah, and she she yep. sees the feet dangling there. That is creepy. That whole yeah, because they turn around to. Yeah, but there's that whole bit with the woman in the kitchen with the copper, and she's screaming at him. Look what you made me do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. And she's. I think she's cut her wrist. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. She cut her wrist. That one's I mean, definitely a jump scare. That yeah, comes out of nowhere. but it's it's just like consistently sticking to that and going down that like and for about it's probably about forty minutes worth where it's mm. just scare after scare and creepy moment after creepy moment and then it just kind of blasts into the finale. Mm. Um, the so it down, really doesn't give you time to breathe. Well. The bit in the basement yeah. with the with the the ghost of the the mother. That fat woman, yeah, hop, yeah she's combing the focus, hair out of focus behind. Oh, yeah, that was creepy. That was, yeah, especially oh. when there's kind of like a moment of recognition and she starts turning her head, but the yeah. body's kind of still, and it's all out of focus. It's yeah, like, oh. she's trying to hide down there. Yeah, hoping that she can avoid all this, and it's just right in her face. Yeah, yeah. Up. And then they they reintroduce Annabelle briefly. Yes, mm. very briefly as well. Which is a super creepy moment where the little girl sees Annabelle sitting in the chair with this weird-looking dude or whatever holding it, mm. and then her head, the, the doll's head just kind of goes and turns yeah. to look at her. Yeah. Like, really, really well done. Hmm. Well, actually, uh, you know, we spoke a little bit about the humour. The Officer Brad or whatever his name is, going He's to the crap yeah. setting off the bells. <laughs> yeah. Great stuff for me. I loved it. Yeah, he rolls out and goes, I had to go, damn it. Yeah, and it's sort of, again, it's that thing where they just take the foot off the foot off the gas for a moment and you feel comfortable and then it's like, eh, not for too long. Like, we're going we're yeah. to throw some more at you very shortly. But it's just done so effectively and just paced out nicely. I mean, there's only really... In the whole movie, there's there's those two moments of, of where I was kind of laughing at something, and it was the kids mm. and Brad, but it was just sort of nicely paced in between all these scares to set me up just to knock me down again. Yeah. Yeah. And look, the finale for me was pretty damn good too, with her basically turning and them sort of racing to get to her. Mm-hmm. You know, she takes the kids and she goes back to the house mm. and now she's possessed by by the woman. They save a whole lot of time by you walk into the house and they're holding her back with the scissors in her hand Yeah, and, she, and she's screaming possessed. I, I thought that was a good way to save time and just kick, kick the action off straight away. Mm. Yeah. And then he, she bites Brad's face. <laughs> <laughs> poor bloke. Jesus. Yeah, he, the poor bastard. He had a pretty rough... Uh, Rough Galvin in the end. And then they, 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 they go into the exorcism. And there's a couple of moments there that are fairly creepy. It's fairly sort of high octane, I guess, and, and kind of less about atmosphere and suspense and more of just full-on sort of balls to the wall stuff happening. But just that visual of her with the white sheet over her face and then she vomits blood yeah. into yeah. it directly onto her. And then it um, sort of tears I thought that was great. Yeah. When it tears open and you just get a little bit of a look at the face, it's kind of like, yeah, just put the sheet back on. If you <laughs> yeah. Get another sheet, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going upstairs to the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> I need a higher thread count this time. <laughs> <laughs> a blanket. Get it done, bloody blanket, damn it. Yeah. Yeah, um, that was but, all... yeah, I didn't have any issues with any of that. Like, I found a lot of that was really – because it kind of ramps up. Like, they do a good job of kind of coming home with a real real head of steam. 
Mm. Yeah. I, mean, I, I had a little bit of a problem with it, but not not greatly. I, I, I kind of felt like it was it was satisfying enough. You knew that was sort of where it was headed. But, yeah, I think for the most part it was done done fairly effectively and they try to, you know, stick with that, that family kind of theme to it. Mm. From both sides, yeah. from the Warrens and from the the other family, they're kind of both fighting for their souls, I guess. Like, so yeah, I was pretty, I was happy enough with that. That was all I had in the locks. Mm-hmm. I've got two more. I like that they used the kids to pass on a message. The kids innocently don't understand what's going on, and then they'll they'll pass on a message about from that say something that they shouldn't have heard or. The, the, the mm. innocence gets lost there. That was really good. Yeah. yeah. And I really like the blue... The, sorry, the um the infrared cameras going off. I thought that was such a good way to, to build the suspense. You just like... Yeah, the camera yeah, just exactly. starts click, 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 and everybody starts yeah. running and papers are flying in the air, and it's... I thought that was really solid. Yeah. The birds, too, actually. I like the use of the birds. Yeah, the first yeah, crashing bird, into the house. The first bird, when he walks out and sees the first bird kind of writhing on the mm. ground all fucked up, I'm like, Ugh, yeah, again. That's <laughs> just, uncomfortable, yeah. Just, it's just getting you off, off kilter a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. then when they, when they start swarming around, had a bit of uh, Alfred Hitchcock to it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I must admit, the film did actually remind me a lot of Poltergeist. Yeah. Mm. And again, Poltergeist got pretty good mileage out of you're putting the kids in danger. You're putting the sort of family unit in danger, like, that way. <laughs> yeah, so it's a pretty well established, but done done quite well here. Yeah, exactly. Like, again, it's nothing new, but it's done with real style and skill. Yeah. And I think that's something to be kind of high on. Because, yeah, we've talked about this before, Jared. It's like slasher films. Like, I don't care if it's as, as fucking generic as hell. As long as you do it well. Yeah, bit of style to it. All right, on to the dislikes. I just found during that period of of high suspense when I wasn't in the toilet, (laughs) they do tend to repeat a little bit, just a little bit. Not, I didn't find it, it took me out of it. It was a very minor issue for mine. But there's just a little bit of repetition mm. of some of the jump scares and some of the stuff that goes on. Yeah, I think for the most part, I think the repetition was... I feel like it played in its favour mostly because it was repeating the hide and clap or repeating the, the, yeah. the kids in the bedroom but building to something different Oops. each time. So, yeah, I, I get where I get what you're saying. I, I think... You know, perhaps they could have mixed it up slightly, but if I feel like maybe if they had done too much, it would have actually felt more like we're just going from jump scare to jump scare here. Yeah, true, true. They probably needed to space it out a little bit, and they were using some of that repetition to do that. Because I look at which was fine. Like, I look at something like the mirror, and I actually I, I liked the jump scares that came out of the mirror. And again, they did something where nothing happened the first time. Although you feel yeah. like there is something there, and then when Lorraine looks at it, it does happen. Mm. She does it with a purpose. Yeah, but it feels like even that one, I was looking at it going, yeah, we're, we're kind of going back to the well of similar things, maybe too many of the jump scares one after the other. So I kind of, I kind of get, what you, get what you're saying there for sure. Yeah. Look, there's a couple of sequences where uh, it was a little bit too dark. So I couldn't actually tell what was going on a couple of times. Not often, um, but there's one in particular in the early going where the girl's looking under her bed um, in the middle of the night. But for a little bit there, I couldn't actually tell whether she was looking under the bed or not. And the problem was, too, the camera work was upside down. So yeah. when she stands, sits back up, it does a big sort of 360 and comes back up overward. So. Yeah. That was part of the problem too. With that one, I thought I'd missed something. I thought, did something yes. happen there because of the way she came back up? But I'm pretty sure I'd, there was just nothing there. Mm. It was just yeah. that she was freaked out and she came back up. But, yeah, I, I, was, I was sort of uh, – I wasn't sure about that one either. But also you had to take a bit of that though because my favourite sequence is, is the one shot much in darkness that happened. you needed. Yeah. 
Yep. You needed that darkness or you couldn't get away with it. Yeah. Um, so it was sort of, you had to sort of cop it. It was a bit of rocks and diamonds type of thing. You had to just accept it that mm. some of it you might not be able to see in little bits here and there. But mm. it wasn't too bad, if you know what I mean. Like it no, was a couple was... of sequences and that was it. Yeah, for sure. And my only other one was it's just there's a little bit of fat around the middle of the film. Things slow a little bit between going to the Warrens and getting them to help and setting up the cameras, going to the priest, all that sort of stuff. It's a little bit, just a little bit of fat there. Mm. You possibly could have trimmed, but, again, very minor issue. They go hard with the exposition <laughs> in, the, in the lecture yeah. theatre. <laughs> yeah. Big time. <laughs> What about you guys? What, what what were the issues at your end? Well, see, this one's not really a dislike for me. It's just it is and it isn't because although it's essential to the movie working as well as it does, I think it's pretty well established that the Warrens were bullshit artists. <laughs> Taking it as, as straight as it does, yeah, you had to for the movie to work. Mm. But then there's part of me that, you know, being someone that was sort of, you know, familiar enough with these guys before the movies came out to think, oh, well. There's actually, yeah. one of the interviews, the, the main guys that played Ed Warren's like, uh, he's like, it, whether it's true or not, you've just got to play the character that's on the pages. That's right. As honestly as you can. And I think he did did the best that he could with that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And I think that's, you know, that's credit to them. That, mm. That's the way you had to do it. And I think James Wan was, was wise to just lean into it. Because otherwise, it's not a. That's not the movie that it is. This horror movie, this scary movie. That's not what it is. If if it yeah. goes any other way, but I mean, they took one Lorraine point, on the on the on the tour with us. Yeah, I know. There's there's one point where it almost presents them as skeptics, mm. where they're standing in someone's house going, "Oh, it's just a pipe." Yeah, and I'm yeah. like. Yeah. Those motherfuckers never said that. <laughs> they would have been there going, it's just a point, but let's fucking, let's get down. Uh, Put some holy water on it. Let's find a local it. author and we'll fucking concoct a story that'll make us all plenty of cash. <laughs> so it's, it's just the pipes. They're haunted. <laughs> yeah. The only, the only time I, I honestly question them was when you're going through their museum of shit and they've, they're keeping the, the most possessed doll on earth in a glass cabinet. Yeah, that says, that, that says absolutely do not, do not, not touch. <laughs> I reckon the pipes might be haunted at your place too, Adam, after this, after this little... Yeah, after this, after this weekend, they certainly are. Yeah. <laughs> um, sticking to Warren's, another... Ed, another Ed Lorraine give it this one, though, Jared. They go, yeah, look, um, the pipes are haunted. For three payments of two thousand dollars, <laughs> we can get rid of it. Yeah, Ooh, smells like rotting flesh in here. No, no, don't worry about that. That was already here. <laughs> Sticking to the Warrens, there was a couple of times um, in the exposition-heavy parts, and a couple of times when Ed is talking about possessions and things, where I ended up laughing, like the the part where they're um, Ron Livingston's mentioning the knocks on the door, and Ed mm. goes, "Ed's like, huh, three times." Yeah. Stopping before dawn? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Jesus, come on. That could have been played a little less clumsily. Uh. <laughs> like, he start, he mentions that, like, oh, you really are in the shit. And I was kind of giggling. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We're in the shit no, when we find that disgusting went. thing sitting on top of the fucking wardrobe. <laughs> Not while the door's clanging. That's all right. I can no. cop that. No, but Ed finishes it up with, you're knocking three times? Finishes before dawn? Oh, fuck, every shyster does, uh, uses that one. Oh, sorry. You're haunted. Your house is There was also another one where, where again, they play, they're playing it super straight and, and they had to, but when he stands at the door and they're talking about, you know, going to church and whatever, and then Ed comes out with, oh, now presence here could make things worse. We're a threat. And again, I started giggling like it was a fucking episode of Bar Jars or something. <laughs> it was just, yeah, there was a couple of couple of lines that were a little bit on the nose with that. So I went and watched, went and watched one of the interviews with one of the girls though, and she was like, "Things didn't kick off until they actually came in the house." But oh, obviously, yeah, things didn't know, kick off. I think Ed, everyone's cashing in on it. Ed turned like, up and said, "Let me check out this cupboard," and then we heard this. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> inside the cupboard. 
<laughs> and Ed said, oh, shit, I better perform an exorcism and lady costume free grand. Yeah. <laughs> but within, within the psychology of these people, it's like to try and explain away what's happened. Yeah. That's where he's getting his story Are you from. trying to say, Jared, that they found Ed wandering around the house at night with a sheet over his head? <laughs> Surely Possibly. not. Possibly. Oh, man. I mean, yeah. I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to denigrate the field by talking about these guys, but yes, no. I think conventional wisdom says they're a bullshit artist. I believe. I think. I think. about as convincing as fucking Pete Evans. <laughs> about as trustworthy, I think. No. I mean, even just looking at some of the. Um, even just. Again, I knew I knew enough about them. I'd, I'd read enough about things like the, you know, the comments that the author of the Amityville Horror made to, to, to the effect that, you know, when he was trying to get some fact and Ed was just kind of just punch it up, make it scary. <laughs> and, you know, reading interviews with people that said, you know, absolutely lovely people, not a shred of evidence with anything they say. <laughs> it's sort of, yeah. I don't know. I just <laughs> <laughs> not to take our word for it. We're experts. These are things that are well documented, unlike uh, any of the hauntings. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they were up to their eyeballs in the Amityville horror fiasco. Yeah, absolutely. And also, I mean, they the, were involved uh, in that. The one that was the one that was uh, the haunting in Connecticut. I think. Uh, yeah. I think it was that one where where a bloke that wrote a book about it. Essentially, had the same story as the the guy that wrote Amityville. Just yeah. you know, make it up as long as it's scary. Make it up as a gazelle. Yeah, yeah. All right. Anything else from you, mate? Yeah. Um. The the sheep. Well, Ronnie Livingston. Ronnie Livingston. Well, me, me and Maddie will <laughs> Maddie will Maddie will fill you in on those ones. But the the sheep scene. <laughs> I, yeah. Although I love the idea of it, the CGI of the sheep really sort of cuts down the effectiveness a touch when it's flying up towards yeah. the window. It just yeah, it looks looks pretty average. Yeah. So when we when we spoke about the ending before, yeah, I feel like when the when the mum actually gets possessed, there are there are still some moments, but it feels like the scares sort of taper off just a little bit. Feels like you go from this, it's coming from everywhere to you know exactly what to expect. So so that's the yeah. moment in the film where it's like, oh, we're pretty comfortable here. We know what's 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 coming. Yeah, along. it's more of sound and 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 things getting thrown around the room and all that sort of stuff, yeah. but not anything. Tense well, you've got or- you've got everything happening in that room, and then old mate upstairs just wandering around doing whatever he wants, wherever yeah. he wants. Yeah, looking and, for uh, the little girl. Yeah, and can't even hear anything from downstairs. He's not even aware yeah. that there's anything happening downstairs. So I, th- I thought that was sort of a bit like he should be stressed about what's happening down there as well, right? <laughs> and dead said, Officer Brad. He should Brad, be stressed, all right. Who the fuck brings the shotgun to the exorcism and leaves it lying around? <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> nearly had us all killed there. <laughs> I thought you were experienced in this stuff. No safety uh, on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Officer Brad, come on, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, now, Maddie, Ronnie Livingston, Maddie. get to me about Ronnie Livingston. Ronnie Livingston, okay, I'll let Maddie, I'll yeah. let Maddie handle this one. He's is uh, a cool, cool customer. He's very chill, <laughs> but even in the throes of uh, his wife getting possessed and having to expel the demon, he is cool as fuck. He does not. <laughs> Change his mood. He's like, "Come on, honey, remember the good times we had." He's almost like he's saying, "Well, if she doesn't come back, it's not the end of the world." <laughs> he's just so casual about it. Come on, honey, we need you here. And they're yelling at him. Show you, show all your love that you've got. <laughs> he's, yeah. He's Come on! Yep. Yeah, that's true. Really can true. That sequence yeah. is very poor. Where that's he's all the love talking that he can to muster. her, he shows no stress whatsoever. Yeah, he's not a stress shooter, Adam. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> he is never. He doesn't know what stress shit he is. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he shits clean and, and neat every time. 
Yeah, he's like <laughs> clockwork, mate. No, nothing's going to scare it out of him. 307. <laughs> on the job. Yes, 307 yeah, on the job. He's taking a dump. He's stopping clocks every, yeah, every <laughs> But you're spot on, Matty. His, his performance there where he's talking to her and trying to show her that he loves her is fucking laughable. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was yeah unbelievable. Uh, well, it'd be nice to have you back. (laughs) And that tied into the the last like three or four minutes of it is just ridiculous. The yeah, they they come out of the house. There's a group hug on the lawn with the family after they get reunited. The power couple that have just expelled a demon come out with perfect hair, hugging each other and smiling (laughs) after they've exercised the fucking devil. It's unbelievable. Like you just the, it's all smiles and laughter, and the policeman's the only one who's got uh, like a slither of what the fuck have we just been through? Yeah. And then the mum's like, "All right, now that this is over, come and give me a hug to her daughter, who she just threatened multiple times with a pair of scissors." Yeah. I yeah. Mean, the reason why everybody's pretty relaxed. Maddie is because Ed and Lorraine made it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it never really took place. <laughs> Fair I, enough. I had an inkling that before they emerged from the front door, Ronnie Livingston was fucking passing the peace pipe around. <laughs> Everyone had just sort of just taken the edge off a little bit. Whatever he's on, I want some of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah your, wife's, your wife's been... Um, your wife's been... Uh, Possessed by a demon, and Ron's like, whatever. <laughs> He's yeah. on that. They got confused. Did you want to pull on the end of this thing? They got confused with Pet Cemetery. He's on the peyote. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. and then exactly. Ed, Ed and Lorraine took off. Yeah, we're going to go. Can we just borrow that sheet that's uh, hanging on the line? <laughs> That'll come in handy. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> anything else there? Oh, look. My, I got a bit annoyed with the Catholic priest who's like, I've never seen anything like this before in my life. And then he's like, uh, I'll see if I can push it through. <laughs> he's, like, he's, like, he's very casual about it, the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. They're not Catholic. I'll push it through personally. But we'll see what we can do. Yeah. Do you have to get sign off for an exorcism from the Pope? Yeah, I think I, because I think that that's seems a like thing. a lot of hoops to jump through for an. I think exorcism. that's an actual thing. Yeah, I think that's an actual thing. Oh, this is a fucking. It's it is. It's it's a sham. It's a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you could just no, you could just say yes. Just we got see the Pope sitting up in Vatican City going. You could Ed just say Warren, another exorcism. Fuck off. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw a doco on it, and you do need to get permission from someone. I don't yeah, know. well, and I believe Ed Warren was fucking sanctioned by the church, so there's definitely cash oh, going on the tables yeah. here. There's definitely. Oh. <laughs> Wait, he, he must have put on the performance of his life. Oh. <laughs> I reckon he's rocking up to church and they're going, oh, look, Ed's looking for another exorcism. Well, how much did he put in the plate today? Uh, it folded. Okay, we'll fucking toss him another. <laughs> There's something going on there. <laughs> yeah, I'd suggest Ed paid his way onto the payroll there to become an exorcist. <laughs> yeah. I believe there was a couple of those dudes in that documentary on Cursed Films couple of blokes, one bloke in particular who told us he was an exorcist, and quite frankly, I couldn't stop laughing when yeah, he was yeah. doing it. That was quite amusing, that one. <laughs> All right, is that it? That's it for That's me. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Good fleet. All right, that was The Conjuring. You can find us on Podomatic, iTunes, Spotify, and any uh, quite a few other um, podcasting sites. Send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. We're on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia and at Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com. We're also on Instagram at thrillmepodcastau. Uh, make sure you rate and review us or drop us a line if you're interested in us doing a specific film. Now, next episode. Look, this one has straddled the line. I'm not even sure this is an action film. It's kind of partial action film slash thriller. Would that be a fair assessment? It's a fair assessment. Yeah, definitely. It's 1998's 
snake eyes. But until then, take it easy, and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.